0: 18 plus
1: the deep six six stories from your world in 30 minutes or less hosted by patty Steele and steve cochran the deep six is on well welcome back to another exciting edition of the deep six we're happy to be here Uh, my name is steve cochran and you are
0: i am as i always am patty Steele,
1: and we co-host this weekly look at six stories where we go a little deeper than we normally have time and Patty's radio job or when I wander the streets and mumble to others. Uh and uh and, and talk about these stories and then you can go on and break down into discussion groups and talk about them yourselves.
0: Oh, we love those breakaways at work, don't we? Oh. Everybody pick some partners and go into another office and do your thing. <laughs>
1: we have six stories to get to. Oh, and by the way. Don't leave because you
0: have Christmas ideas. Oh, yes. You have to sit tight with us because really soon we're going to be telling you about the most outrageous holiday gifts. So uh, check your Christmas Club account. Make sure that you've been depositing every week your two or three bucks because you're going to need every bit of it for this.
1: Yeah, this won't be on layaway. Uh, no. uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, before we jump in, subscribe, like and follow wherever you can. And tell us what you think of the show. You can email me at thecockmanshow at gmail.com. You can hit Patty on Instagram or Facebook, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Just Patty Steele or Patty Steele CBS. And there I live.
1: And she lives at CBS only occasionally where she hosts the morning show with Scott Shannon on ODCBS FM in New York. Mm -hmm. And you can get my podcast live from my office right where you got this one. The Deep Six. You ready for story number one? Yes, sir. The Deep Six. Story number one. All right, We always talk pop culture and a little TV. What are you watching?
0: Um, I have so far managed to sit still long enough to watch the first episode of the Beatles documentary. Mm -hmm. Now, here's my thing. And this is what I maintain. I am not um, I'm not old enough to be a fan of the Beatles because they were broken up long before that music entered my life. And um, well, here's the interesting thing. I was at Thanksgiving with a bunch of family. Gee weird. And, um, and they all wanted to watch the Beatles documentary. There were moments where it was like, Oh my God, when is this going to end? But there were so many moments of brilliance in that. First of all, the film is, it looks like it was filmed last week. It is crystal clear yep. it's just that all these guys are either a still alive or b impossibly young or both and you watch them and it's really amazing because the moments that really stand out to me are um when they're all together and they're working on a song and you're going, wait, that's an iconic song. How could you not know the words? And then they say, No, 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 those words that that word doesn't work. Let's do it this way. And that's the word that they finally use. And right. you go, Oh my God, we're watching this iconic song that's been around for you know 50 years be actually not even just written, invented, because it's the music, it's the attitude, it's the lyrics, it's pretty amazing. And the other interesting part of it. Is watching how close Yoko Ono can sit to John Lennon and still not be singing with them or playing an instrument. Occasionally, she does sing, sort of whatever that is that sound she makes.
1: The cat but, caught in a trap noise.
0: Yes, exactly. Yes.
1: yes, yeah, no, I agree with you, and I think it's remarkable and uh, to be able to see that history be made is is cool. But the interplay between the guys because they truly do feel like four brothers. And they you do. Think about it, they had only been together, as far as U.S. exposure goes, for five years at that point, and it was right before they broke up.
0: It was their last, yeah, that was their last go around together. Right, um, and
1: and George was pissed off at Paul because Paul was being bossy. I was a little
0: him. pissed off at Paul for that.
1: He was a little direct.
0: I, I mean, they needed somebody who was ambitious, a leader, right. and and plan, but he was a little bit. He's a little mean sometimes. Of course, he's 27. He hasn't like softened his edges yet. But um, I could see both why George left and why um, John was sitting there watching him. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's processing in his head. This is an unpleasant fellow. I don't know if I want to keep working with him. And that's ultimately what happened.
1: And Ringo sits back brilliantly and only opens his mouth when he has something funny to say. Mm -hmm. Or some 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 part of smart assery to lighten the mood. Um, But it's totally real. It's totally real. It's totally candid. It's in the moment. There's nothing scripted like the crap we all watch on reality TV. And it's brilliant. I couldn't, you know, again, I'm with you. The Beatles were done before I really was into music. They were done when I was, I don't know, seven, eight years old
0: right right they, um, we were little kids and yeah and
1: um but you, no, you actually they, they were done later.
0: when i was not even born for 10 more years that's well.
1: right so how <laughs> could you possibly know them? but they're so <laughs> iconic we all know the story of course. to be able to go back and see how it's put together is really cool it's just it is cool.
0: really cool it, it it it's just that first episode is like i think a hundred and Fifty-six minutes. The second one, which I have not yet attempted is 176 minutes. And then the last one, I think is like 140 minutes or hundred thirty-six minutes. So it's, it's almost eight hours. And, and you have to like, kind of understand it's almost like, um, like a college lecture class, because it's fascinating. But you can only take in so much at once, because it's pretty much all takes place, at least so far, in basically a warehouse. And, they're all just sitting around, going back and forth and riffing, yep. and then, and after a while, wow, it's intense. But it's
1: yeah. cool though to see Linda uh, there with Paul, having a great time, taking those photos.
0: You no, know, she's so beautiful. Oh. Yeah,
1: and the photos that we wouldn't have otherwise, mm-hmm. because she was the one that did that. And right. and you know the legendary stories of the Beatles leaving scratched up, you know, notepads with the lyrics for little songs like Hey Jude lying around. Yes, right. You know, and, One of the engineers was smart enough to grab it and take it home and of course sold it later on for a bazillion dollars. Um, It's just cool. You're literally watching history. So Mm. whether you're into the Beatles or not, I'd uh, highly recommend it. Now on the flip side of that, you and I have also both seen a really tough show to watch um, called Dope Sick. Yeah. Dope Sick is based on a a hit book called Dope Sick about um, the crisis, the opioid crisis in this country.
0: Particularly uh, Purdue Pharma and the yep. Sackle family and their role in um, in really pushing this this crisis forward. It's it's frightening to watch. I think a little bit of it it, it may be a little over dra- dramatic in some spots, um, but that kind of works with the subject matter. And um, uh, Kevin Costner, I mean, sorry, um, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton stars, and he he's is, great, by the way he's he's fabulous and you really don't understand his whole role in in what happened and how it impacted him until you get into it a little ways but it is you know you and I both have been around very close uh, around people uh, we love yeah. addiction people we love desperately in serious serious addiction and um and you watch that and You know, it's funny because as you're watching it, you see these these lovely people who are ravaged by this illness, and you. I found myself sitting there saying, "Please don't let her, don't let her die, don't let him die, don't please don't let this happen." It 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 really like personally impacts you um, if you've been there and you've looked into the eyes of someone that you love, that is a beautiful, smart, talented person, and you see the the horrors that this stuff is, is putting on them. And you see this family who is just dedicated to making as much money as possible. And, and anybody who's impacted be damned, who cares? Right. You know, they're just filthy addicts is their attitude. And it's really. Oh, and it's, it's incredibly
1: funny. frustrating because it's not, it's, this isn't a spoiler alert thing because this is news it's happened. Yeah. Yeah. They're Purdue pharma executives. Protected their personal wealth, and they are as of now at least aren't going to jail. Mm -hmm. Though uh, you know, I'm hopeful that they'll find something else on them. Uh, But the 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 family itself at the top of the chain just terrible, terrible people.
0: It's just it's wild because I I was reading about it after watching this. The family um, was worth something like 14 or 15 billion dollars, and in the aftermath of this, is worth. 10.8 10.8 billion
1: right
0: so right. you know what what did this cost them and 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 to this day in the within the last month richard sackler who was the president he was the main guy really pushing for them to doctors to i mean lying to doctors about the addictive nature of this drug pushing them to uh, prescribe oxycontin for something as as little as a twisted ankle
1: yeah right. a
0: yeah. And a headache or a toothache. It just is, it's unbelievable. And this guy to this day says he played no role in the, in the no uh, opioid epidemic in this country.
1: You know, it's one of those things too, where people look back, they go, wait, nobody involved in the 2007, 2008 financial crisis went to jail. No, nobody involved in the opioid crisis, the highest levels has gone to jail. No. So no. as much as I tell people to not be cynical, stay involved. It's hard sometimes. It
0: is You see this stuff and you're like, man. So
1: anyway, we should mention this too, that the Beatles uh, uh, situation is on Apple TV and Apple TV Plus Mm -hmm. and uh, Dope Sick is on Hulu. Also on Hulu is another uh, thing that you and I have watched. And I actually watched this full run a little bit ago, but I remember the series well because I'm really big fans of Steve Martin and Martin Short. It's only murders in the building.
0: Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are so adorable together. It's funny, they seem to travel in tandem. Like I see them on late night shows together. I see them all over the place together. And I think it's because Steve Martin is notoriously a very kind of private mm-hmm. guy who's not like a big social guy. And so Martin Short is this big personality. And he sort of is his, you know, arm his candy news. or whatever his little puppet.
1: Um, And and by the way, I've been on stage with Marty Short um, Uh uh, a couple of times. Um, I was a guest uh, when Jiminy Glick needed a guest where he jumped into my lap and nearly broke me. (laughs) Um, But he and Steve Martin together, if you've not seen them on stage, they continue to tour. It's it's fall down funny for an hour and a half or more. Uh, But I wasn't crazy about Only Murders. I thought it was... I, I, I wasn't, I didn't love it, I guess is what I'm saying.
0: Was it, was it the addition of Selena Gomez?
1: Yeah, I thought that was a weird fit, uh, but I know you couldn't go with a third old guy because then you're limiting your audience. Yeah. Um, and she may it's be like, an actress. I just didn't buy it. I didn't buy that she'd be hanging out with those guys.
0: My daughter is 23, actually just turned 24. Um, that's what makes that a great show to her. She loves that because she sort of, plays with them and their lack of uh, pop culture knowledge and that kind of thing. And I think she adds, she adds kind of a little contemporary touch to it. Plus she has this kind of interesting, I don't want to spoil anything, but she has this sort of interesting character in there. And contrary to what you're saying, I kind of, for myself, if I was a kid that age and I met those guys in my building, I could see myself hanging out with them because they're, they're interesting guys they all have the same love for true crime who doesn't love true crime these days right and i think that's kind of how that uh they all came together and i'm glad the
1: casting worked you know it didn't work for me necessarily but somehow i feel selena gomez's career will be fine even knowing (laughs) that she disappointed me a tad uh but i do get it i I get it and they do make fun of podcasts a little bit but they also talk about the power of podcasts because that's a central part of the storyline and this doesn't spoil it for you but there's a very funny uh spin and turn by sting uh, yes. in this which is brilliant and nathan lane you're gonna see the nathan lane you know and the one you don't know so there's a plug for only murders in the building yeah, uh, yeah. as well now you mentioned true crime huh. we go to story number two
0: the deep six Number two, it is true crime. It's fascinating. It is this whole story. We've been talking about this. I mean, this thing has been in court for the last week or so. The Jussie Smollett case.
1: Yeah. And when oh. Mayor Rahm Emanuel used to come in studio with me on the radio uh-huh. all the time, this Jesse Smollett thing blew up. Oh, and God. one of the things the mayor said to me was he's going to pay for this. And by pay, I mean the amount of money we wasted and yet what it cost to put the police on the street and the investigators and all the things were tied up with this. So regardless of how the case ends up going, here's the thing you need to know. Okay. True crime is great. And it, there's a reason it's the most popular genre in podcasts, but sometimes true crime involves real first-class USDA choice idiots. And okay. Jesse Smollett is an idiot. So here's what happened in Chicago on that polar vortex
0: It's a true crime comedy. It really is. It's insane. So Justin Smollett's on
1: empire. He wants a raise, right? He wants a big chunk of money more. They're telling him no. Right. Empire, by the way, is shooting in Chicago and uh, in empire. The folks at empire are probably at that point considering getting rid of him. So he's going to go, I'm going to be a big hero. I'm going to stage a crime against me. And then I'll (laughs) be a big hero because I survived it. Oh, and by the way, I'll fold Trump in because he's a racist. Right. Believe me. I don't defend Trump in any way, shape, or form, but in this case, Jesse Smollett rolled in Trump and made himself look even dumber because when it's a 40 below zero in the middle of a Chicago winter, Jesse Smollett wants us to believe that he went to subway at two thirty in the morning and he was viciously mugged and beaten by a couple of Trump fans um, who also had rope on them and put a noose around his neck. And that noose was still on his neck when the police arrived, even though the bad guys were gone. Oh, and by the way, this all took place in one of the most Democrat liberal areas of Chicago, a very Democrat liberal city like New York. And we're supposed to believe that Trump fans hang out there and wait for black guys to attack. Other than that, he had a flawless plan. Oh, and by the way, the two thugs he hired were a couple of idiot muscle heads from a gym where he worked out and... They were seen on a security video at a hardware store. I'm not making this up, called the Crafty Beaver.
0: Oh, I love crafty beavers.
1: (laughs) Well, it's always good to have your beaver be crafty. We know that. (laughs) And the Crafty Beaver, they're buying uh, duct tape and they're buying rope. rope, um, All for this crime. They've already rolled over on him. I don't see any way that he ever works in show business again. But this, to me, is a true crime idiot. Did I forget any details? I think. Well, one up. of them is
0: that he took a picture of himself with the rope around his neck before the police arrived. When the police got there, they took pictures, and it seems that during the time between the picture he took and them getting there, he'd actually tightened the rope <laughs> around his neck. Because when you're traumatized and think somebody is trying to kill you, the first thing you do is help them tighten the rope before the cops get there. Yeah, well, so, it, was
1: cold, it was a cold night, and he didn't have an ascot. You know, well, what I'm saying?
0: and the best part is they also have him on video doing a dry run the night before. That they actually did this to make sure they got all the facts straight. So, yeah, it's a it's a bizarre story. True and, um,
1: crime idiots. Maybe that'll be a special niche in true crime. We'll try to bring you on occasion, but that's certainly one.
0: Eh. I'll say, I'll say, man, <laughs> what a crazy story! I need to hug you after that. that
1: you need a hug? Fun. Well, I'm always here for your hugs, even though normally that's a post show activity.
0: Well, funny, we should be talking about hugs because. Here's an interesting story I ran into. It seems all hugs are not equal. British psychologists found that we all think longer hugs between five and 10 seconds are actually more pleasant than those brief. Have you ever gotten one of those like cursory hugs that it seems like the person is wishing they didn't have to touch you? Oh, sure. and they come in and they move yeah. in and they one go
1: time. Eh. just once
0: it's like eh. they're very creepy. Wow. Well, researchers say the one thing to remember and this sounds so British. Special care should be taken to avoid extremely brief hugs. That sounds really British to me. Mm-hmm. But they also say that they're still studying how long a hug should be before it gets super creepy, like an awkward like. Well, I me okay. ask you that, though,
1: because as a woman, mm-hmm. um, you get a hug from a woman who really isn't that crazy about hugging you from the side right. because she doesn't want to press her boobs up against you, you dirty so you <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, uh, but, but that's, that's, you know, for people that are maybe aren't all that familiar with each other or a woman that's not so comfortable with the person that's hugging or whatever the case may be. Right. But a 10 second hug feels like a long time. Um, I, I agree. You, unless you like the person.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, five, 10 seconds that by the time you get to 10, you're kind of going, okay what's going on here? It's like, it's like getting uh, at Thanksgiving, getting a hug from, you know, like an elderly distant (laughs) relative who doesn't want to let go. And you're like, you know how you feel when you were a kid, it was like, well, you start like wiggling around. Yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing. The reason they're doing this study is because they're trying to make robots seem more friendly. And they did a study and they found that short robot hugs we're evaluated less positively. So
1: wait, wait, they're telling you that robots should hug us longer?
0: Yes. If a robot comes up and just goes, their little metal arms go around you and just go, eh, it feels weird and creepy and medley. But if a robot comes up and just kind of goes, <laughs> hello, Petty, puts their arms around and tightens them for mm-hmm. five seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe he's really feeling or she's really feeling something and I can yeah, They are
1: feeling go. something. I wouldn't argue with that. Now, Uh, on top
0: of this, you might want to avoid hugs altogether, what with the rise of the latest COVID variant. Um, What is it, Omicron? Is that how you say it?
1: Well, is it? The Deep Six,
0: number four.
1: Story number four on The Deep Six is, how do you say Omicron? Because, look, I know you feel the same way. If you're going to invite a new variant into your world, at least be decent enough to know how to say it.
0: How to say their name, yeah. And we're all having to live with this right now, so...
1: So we go to the BBC again here. A BBC presenter got blasted for saying Omicron wrong. Uh, and this is a Greek word. The correct pronunciation, according to many scholarly experts that don't include me, <laughs> is Omicron, not O-micron or Omicron. It's O-H-M-Y-C-R-O-N, but the emphasis on the O. Does that make sense? Omicron.
0: Yeah, that's omicron. how I've been saying it. I'm a Greek expert.
1: You're a Greek goddess. It's O <laughs> omicron. Uh, it's the little o as opposed to the the large O necessarily. Uh, so the emphasis is on the first syllable. So it's omicron, not omicron. So if you <laughs> got somebody going omicron, oh, you got yourself a problem. So now that we oh my clear- god,
0: omicron. Oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> so now that we cleared up that a very very important story. <laughs> uh, because time is money. I think we need to talk a little money. The deep six number five.
0: Okay. Do you have any clue? I wanted, as this is a little test for you. They just named the 10 most expensive cities in the world for 2021 to live in. What would you say would be the number one city, the most expensive?
1: Um, I by, by the way, you're asking this, it's not New York. So it's not New I'm York. Go with I'm thinking Paris or Tokyo. I'm gonna go with Tokyo.
0: Yeah, you know what? Tokyo is not even on the top 10 list anymore. Really? How weird is that? Yeah,
1: because that was always one of the most expensive cities. All right, got yeah. to yeah, go in reverse order.
0: Number 10. Number 10, Osaka, Japan.
1: All right, Osaka, oh my. Uh, number nine? Uh, L.A., See, but that's a weird one to me because you have to say Southern California, right? Because the, downtown L.A. is nothing. It's, it's nothing. 80 little towns connected.
0: Yeah, it's Beverly like Hills and all the other. I don't even know the names of those cities. I can't even go to them, let alone afford to live in them.
1: <laughs> so number eight.
0: Number eight would be a Copenhagen, Denmark. Beautiful, beautiful. I've never place. been there. Never, been, never there. been there either, but I've seen cool. pictures.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, number seven.
0: Geneva, Switzerland. Been there. Absolutely exquisite.
1: Do you remember it being super expensive?
0: Uh, I don't remember it being super expensive because I didn't stay there. I traveled through it. Okay, number six. And number six would be New York, USA.
1: New York is six. Wow.
0: Yeah. I've got to say, it's yeah. probably been a
1: while since New York's been out of the top five.
0: Yeah, but keep in mind, it's been a really rough couple of years. And so that this is, is just for this year. And we all know how precipitously the real estate market collapsed in New York City. Yep during the um, during the pandemic. So that could be four. wider down there. Uh number well, actually number five after or six. Number five, okay, sorry. Five. That's okay. Uh Hong Kong.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. number four.
0: Zurich, Switzerland. Also beautiful with Lake Lake Luzerne is there. Oh Lord. It's you know, you so think beautiful. with
1: all the money going on in Switzerland, their cheese would have less holes.
0: Thank <laughs> you. I'll be here all week. Try the veal. <laughs> Try the veal. Right. What comes after we- Zurich? Well, we have a tie for second place between Singapore and Paris.
1: I love Paris. The people in Paris hate me, but I love Paris. Why do they hate you? What did you do there? I'm American.
0: Oh. And I, I speak I've never had a amount. problem with anyone there, and I'm American. Well,
1: I speak the same amount of French as Pepe Le Pew does. So when I walk into <laughs> shops and go, oh, 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 no they, <laughs> yeah, they're not so impressed. Uh, but yeah, particularly
0: because Pepe Le Pew has been canceled. So
1: yes, so much. <laughs> it doesn't
0: work. The number Paris, one, so, most yeah. what's number one? Number one most expensive city, Tel Aviv in Israel. Really? Yeah. How interesting is that? You could
1: have given me a hundred guesses, and I wouldn't have guessed that.
0: Yeah, I'm not certain why. Maybe I've got the wrong
1: list. I sure. had <laughs> <of> Tel Aviv.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, that wasn't most expensive cities. That was, no, that Tel is. Tel Aviv, actually. wow. Yeah. Isn't
1: that right. interesting? Well, speaking of money, yeah. um, I have for you uh, some ideas on some really special Christmas gifts. Now, you're going to have to drop some dough. And you actually brought the first one of these to us. Let's say I need a new TV. How much should I be spending?
0: Well, you can pop over to Best Buy or Costco and pick up your television, or you can go online and order up, and I love the name of this thing, the LG Signature OLED R65-inch Class Rollable 4K Smart TV with AI ThinkQ. It's actually 64.5, but who's counting diagonally? Um,
1: Why why is this a special TV?
0: What you get is this beautiful, long silver box. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's maybe eight inches high, you know, however many inches wide the TV is. And about you know eight inches deep, something like that, and it's just like a brushed metal. You press a button, and up rolls the TV. The TV has the thinnest possible glass that can be rolled. It's and it it unrolls to make this incredible looking screen, and it only costs you one hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is, I was reading all the details about it, and it said um, it's rated to last for like 120,000 hours, which would be 21 years. And I thought, anybody who's spending 100 grand on a TV, a probably does not even watch that much TV, and b will want a new one within a year or two.
1: Well, that's the thing with the 1,500, two thousand dollar TVs or more. If you want to spend more, but you can get a great TV now for a thousand bucks and you Absolutely. replace it. Absolutely,
0: unless absolutely so that was my uh kind of I had to laugh at that I thought well you know you can show somebody the video and say if I had the money this is what I'd get you and that's it
1: now here's the deal (laughs) you broadcast live from New York City every day I'm in Chicago um but I want to get you something special for the holidays um I don't know if you're a Frank Lloyd Wright fan
0: I'm a huge Frank Lloyd Wright fan. Are you out of your mind? Oh yeah, my! And by,
1: God. and by the way, in certain uh, in some of the boroughs, uh, they like to call him. Hey, yo, Frankie. Hey, nice house, Frankie. Ah.
0: Yeah, nobody says that to me. I've read millions of books about him. I've seen every single thing he's built, whether it's still standing or not. So, yeah. So tell me what.
1: So, you know, his creation, Falling Water.
0: Yes, been there. Yep, outside of how, Pittsburgh, south
1: of Pittsburgh. How about a Frank Lloyd Wright designed waterfall for your backyard, uh, structured in the manner of falling water, his design, as it was put together? They'll put it in. They'll put it in in a, in a matter of uh, perfect symmetry with your landscaping. Sure. And you will have that. You got, you got Frankie in the backyard, and it's only $1.6 million.
0: Whoa. Wow, that's a lot of money. I don't think falling water cost that when it was built back I bet in it didn't. Yeah, no. a long time ago. Um, that's interesting. Is it going to look? Here's my concern before you get busy writing the check for me, mm-hmm. but nobody writes checks anymore, before you uh, get busy Zell quick paying or whatever. Yeah, you,
1: when I Zelle this. I'll definitely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Is it going to look like I'm at Disney World or is it going to look really cool like I'm at falling water?
1: I'll just tell you that Angelina Jolie put one in her backyard oh. and I'm thinking that she probably put it in in a tasteful manner.
0: Yes. Well, she varies in her taste, but whatever. OK, well, I kind of like that idea. I think you should go for that. I'll take that. You do All that
1: right. for me. All right. Um, I, is Venmo OK if I can't pull this? You know, Zell has some limits. I'm not sure about them.
0: No, Venmo fine with me.
1: <laughs> um, and one more from luxury Christmas gifts. If you really want to guilt dad into spending more time with you, remember Aaron spelling, one of the most successful TV producers of all time uh, produced a lot of primetime soaps, as you know, Charlie's angels dynasty, all of those uh, at a very famous house in Beverly Hills for all. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: and he wanted to do something special for the kids. And this has since been <clears throat> to some extent copied by Kevin Costner.
0: Kevin mm-hmm. Costner
1: did it as well, but Aaron Spelling did it with fake snow. Kevin Costner had real snow from the Rockies trucked to really? Southern California to put in his yard so the kids could play in real snow. Um, the fake well, It must snow have version, been a
0: refrigerated truck, huh?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Otherwise, they'd just un- unleash it and their water would pour a out. A truck full
1: of water, right. Yeah. So Aaron Spelling's version where snow machines where put fake snow down like in a ski area where you don't have snow. Right. Um, two million bucks, two million bucks to, wow. to layer your estate with snow in Southern California or any
0: climate. Wow. It better not be an 80 degree day because it's not going to last very long. Right. I mean, come Boy, on. That is unbelievable. What happens to people? You get that kind of money. I wonder what happens to what is the, what are the kids? Are they just, are the kids so entitled or so jaded that, you know, they look out the window and go, Hey, yeah, whatever. Cool. you know, right?
1: Because they should be going, thank you, daddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Where's my BMW,
1: (laughs) but that's changed, right?
0: Yeah. Well, actually they don't say uh, there's a lot of things you're not supposed to, if you're trying to be cool, you don't say when you're a kid, one of the most interesting things I've noticed lately, and I just saw a study on that kids do not say you're welcome or no, thank you anymore. So what happens is, um, if you if you are if you say something like, uh, hey, thank you to somebody, they're not going to say that. They're going to say, no worries, or yeah, no problem, because they say that if you say you're welcome, it kind of implies that there's a transactional thing, that oh, you're God. welcome means, okay, you got to do something, does that mean I have to do something back for you or whatever, so... You, they, they pretty much always reply, no problem or no worries. They say it also just sounds uh, less formal, friendlier. And here's the thing that I've noticed with my own kids too. Like I'll say, hey, anybody want a pork chop for dinner or whatever the heck I'm making? And my kids will look at me and go, I'm good or I'm okay. They won't say, no, thank you. It's always, I'm good. That's kind of weird to me. It's, it's a little cold, right? I mean, it yeah, it's like you're avoiding right. the thank you. It doesn't feel great. And I always say back to them, I know you're good, but would you like a pork chop or a piece of chicken? (laughs)
1: Right, 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 right. (laughs)
0: Because I want to hear the no thank you. (laughs) Or I hate your food, mom.
1: (laughs) Is that something we're just going to have to live with,
0: do you think? I guess. I mean, languaging changes and everything is like, so it's like, have you noticed now because on texting, you're not supposed to put a period after a sentence because it sounds like you're saying... There, no neither no word needs uh, to follow this so you don't put a period and i've noticed it in regular writing now people don't want to put a period after the end of a sentence so you get confused as to well where did the sentence end well the know. other thing
1: too that uh, certainly has been a part of my observations is um the dot 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 world when you write. you know it's oh not, my gosh
0: i'm know, sitting here looking not, at you know, my worry about
1: punctuation don't worry about it just dot 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 everything
0: I, that's actually what I have I'm looking at my screen here and I have tons of dot dot dots but it also helps me separate thoughts That's why I do it
1: <laughs> right we're, we're all basically guilty of it but yeah I don't know you know would it, would it kill you if you're a, a, a teen or a kid to say thanks mom I really appreciate your cooking
0: Yeah thank you Thank oh, you <laughs> Now you all you have to do is is say uh, no no worries no problem
1: <laughs> No worries totally. the deep six. Number six,
0: we saved this last
1: item on the deep six to be something ridiculous. And Patty, you brought this up to me before we started recording this podcast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, this has so many angles. It's fantastic. A woman <laughs> who had given up, right? Is that essentially it?
0: Yeah, well, yes, she'd sort of given up. What she really discovered was this woman in Australia. What she discovered was that everybody she dated didn't really turn her on or do as much for her she did for herself, Mm -hmm. you realize that, oh my God, I'm in love with me. I'm the ideal person for me. And she went to the town hall there in wherever, Australia, and she had a license drawn up and somehow they let her do this, I guess, (laughs) if you believe the story. And she married herself. Now, a few years goes by and lo and behold, she finally meets a guy, a guy who's like, apparently turns her on more than she turns herself on, which begs the question, is she going to cheat on herself with this guy? Right, right, right. She started a life here with herself, you know?
1: And, and, And is she saying to herself, what can I do? Shouldn't we get counseling? Right,
0: exactly, exactly. How do I keep this quiet is the other side of it. So she decides that she wants to marry this guy. Now she's got to divorce herself. So she had to actually file divorce papers to drop herself.
1: Did so she have a prenup?
0: <laughs> exactly. You <laughs> going to pay herself. I always I kept thinking, well, what was the wedding night like by herself versus the wedding night like with right. the new guy? Right. Right. <laughs> Just yeah, saying.
1: Some real standards he has to live up to. I'm telling exactly. you right now. Exactly. <laughs> and do we know if she was amicable with herself, amicable with herself? Was a settlement yeah. a satisfactory?
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. What is the what do they usually say uh when it comes to divorces that they had um what were they, what's the term most people um, almost every divorce has say they, they use the same term oh, the
1: irreconcilable differences
0: yeah so uh, she had irreconcilable differences and maybe the only way she could live with herself is if she also lived with this guy <laughs> and what about the kids what do you do about the kids <laughs>
1: <laughs> well listen uh it hasn't started a trend yet but then again there's still time now the only problem with doing only six stories is we sometimes run out of time before we can do all the stories we want and we of course curate hundreds of stories each week as far as you know um so starting with this episode let's wrap with each of us in a story we wish we had time to get to what's yours
0: oh it's it's very quick and it works because the um The West Point cadets are playing the the Navy midshipmen in the Army-Navy game coming up December 11th. And it was interesting because they do this all the time. The cadets decided from West Point, decided that they wanted to kidnap the Naval Academy's mascot ahead of the game. The thing is, is they uh, they traveled a couple of weeks ago to a farm near Annapolis, Maryland, which is the home of the Navy mascot named Bill and he belongs to a long line of goat mascots all of whom are named bill <laughs> so they started chasing the goats it's late at night the goats and are, are they yelling bill yeah and they the, and they grab onto this goat and they see in the darkness they see this little patch on him on his collar that says oh this is bill we got him they grab him they race and wrap him in a big blanket race him out turns out Every goat in that pasture was named Bill, so they grabbed Bill Number Thirty Four, a one-horned, fourteen-year-old retiree, instead of the new, fresh, shiny Bill Number Thirty Seven, oh, who was shame. the one going to be used at the Army-Navy game. So,
1: <laughs> oh, that is truly a shame. Uh, so, the actual the the goat that was taken, Bill. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to sit back, have some country time lemonade and <laughs> complain about the neighbors. And here Lay he under a tree.
0: Now. Yeah. Take it easy. And these damn kids.
1: <laughs> oh, that's just too bad.
0: It's very sad. actually. Bad kids.
1: <laughs> uh, mine a story. We didn't have time to get to. It's not really that important. It seems that at any given time, asteroids could smash into Earth and kill all of us. Uh, there is a, an asteroid smashing rocket that's being developed that they, that they want to test. So uh-huh. in case one is headed for us, because we have people monitoring this, in case one is headed for us, they could shoot the rocket up and smash the asteroid. Uh, and there's a couple asteroids coming up, which could fly fairly close to us. It's in space distances. So it's either within 2 million miles or 47 feet. They're not sure at this point. <laughs> Uh, but this rocket could be ready to go, but we don't have time to do the story. I don't know what you want from me. We don't oh, have Oh,
0: no, you got to tell us the story. How do maybe, we protect ourselves?
1: Maybe next time, if we're all still here. You've been listening to The Deep Six. Patty, they can get a hold of you uh, by Instagram and Facebook. They can email me uh, at, at gmail.com. We appreciate you very much for, for listening. Oh, and also we want to thank the folks at WRNR in Annapolis. Um, who produced this thing and uh, get it together for us
0: and of course we want to thank our pal tim reed for doing all of the clipping and uh editing of this show because god knows there's plenty of it
1: yeah Uh, as a matter of fact it takes him six months to get each (laughs) one of these episodes uh, fully produced and finished
0: and he has Uh, a young intern named steve kingston who helps him out (laughs) yeah
1: but i don't like that kid
0: I got yeah yeah he's got no future he's got a lot of attitude (laughs)
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, thank you, as always, for uh, listening and tell us what you think. And we'll see you next time on The Deep Six. Bye, Patty. Bye-bye, honey. Thanks for listening. The Deep Six. Subscribe, rate, follow, or review at pattysteel.com or Show.com.